just a day. You hit me with a call to your place. Ain't been out in a while anyway. Was hoping I could catch you throwing smiles in my face. Romantic talking, you're leaving out the tribe. You're cute enough to fuck with me tonight. Looking at the table, all I see is bleeding white. Baby, you living a life, and nigga, you ain't living right. Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Columbus Uncut podcast with our special guest, Evan Hartnett. Uh, today we're going to cover, you know, our normal beer segment, we're going to cover uh, our sports segment, and then we got a long list of questions for our good buddy Evan here today, which I'm sure he's thoroughly excited about answering all of those. Uh, Evan, how you doing, my man? Very good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the show. It's a pretty sick setup here in the, uh, in the old office, so we like to have a good time in here, you know? What's going on with you, Sean? Nothing. Just excited to get episode two rolling here. Poor guy just took an L in the sand volleyball court, but he made it all the way down here to get this segment recorded. How That's about right. it? Hopefully this makes my night a little better. I, th- I think it will. It's going to be a classic one, that's for sure. Always is. Well, uh, before we get started here, I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter. Uh, Columbus underscore uncut also follow us on Instagram Columbus underscore uncut and if you haven't already as well um, subscribe to the podcast we are on Apple podcasts we are on Spotify podcasts and then you can also find us uh, if anybody has an RSS feed or looks us up with an RSS feed uh, you can find our site there as well uh, so if you don't happen to have Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, you can download the episode uh, from there. Um, all right, well, let's get started here. Evan, uh, since it's you're our first guest, I mean, before we get into the hard-hitting questions, you might as well just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm 28, lived here in Columbus for uh, almost 10 years now. I went to Ohio State. I'm originally from Ashland, Ohio, so it's about halfway between here and Cleveland. Um, Yeah, golf pro over at Columbus Country Club, and um, yeah, just ready to get it rolling. That's exactly what we want to hear. Perfect. Well, like we start every episode, uh, we are going to start with the beer segment, which is the most important in my eyes. Uh, Today, we are drinking... Ainger Oktoberfest Marzen Authentic Bavarian Festival Lager. Wow, so, right on point with the <clears throat> October beer. Pretty good. It, I mean, for the start of October, I think this is a great one for us to choose, although we did not choose it. This is Evan, one of Evan's all-time favorites when it comes to the uh, fall months. So we figured might as well give it a try, which it is very tasty, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Uh, a couple of uh, little facts about this beer. Uh, it is a 5.8% alcohol. Uh, has a deep golden color with hints of amber. Uh, si- slightly sweet and uh, is made with balanced floral hops. I can't taste the floral hops, I'm going to be honest, but mm-hmm. it tastes like a damn good beer. Yeah. I know that. A uh, couple of facts about the brewery. This is where it gets really funny. Uh, when I was looking it up online... You know, I, I typed in where is or what is the Anger, you know, brewery. And uh, first part of the website comes up completely in English. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a breeze. I'm going to find all the info I need to find. Uh, click on 
the brewery tab, which has an about us section in it, the whole website turns to German immediately. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is this? Was it yelling at you through the screen? <laughs> yeah, literally. I texted Evan the other day and I was like, bud, I can't read that shit at all. Like, what What are we going to do? But I uh, I went to a couple other um, little sites that kind of, and tried to like make sure that everything was consistent on those sites. And what I found was that the brewery is located in Bavaria. <clears throat> and uh, like I said, the entire website's in German. Uh, they currently brew 14 beers, and uh, some of those beers include a Lager Hells, a uh, Pilsner, a Dunkel, a Winterbach, and a Weizenbach. Never had a Weizenbach or a Winterbach. Nope. But uh, I have a feeling that those are probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, they've been brewing beer for over 130 years. Uh, the fun fact... Because I was like, 130 years. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they've had beers and been brewing beers that long. But, like, they didn't have fridges. How do you get a, a nice coldie? You know what I mean? Germans and Germans drink warm beer, I man. Come well, on. Well, and I read that, too, but I was like, that's kind of weird. But uh, the fun fact I found was that Mars and beers were invented in the 1840s, obviously before refrigeration. And there were store the beers were brewed, then stored in dark, cool cellars so that you could drink them in the summer. They're not even like a fall beer. They're meant to be drank when it's warm outside, which I mean look at us. I mean it's warm today, so it kinda makes sense. But this is the kind of beer I'm thinking okay. It's October thirtieth. I almost said 31st. I don't know if there's 31 days in the month, I'm going to be honest. There is. That's Halloween. Okay. Yeah. How about it? <laughs> uh, I've got it together. Uh, and so <clears throat> this is the beer I'd probably be choosing if I'm not drinking a crispy mm-hmm. or a latte. Right. You know? Yeah. It's it's perfect. It's Like I said, it's my favorite Oktoberfest I've had. Um, you know, it's not the exact crisp fall weather um, going on right now, but on those crisp cool nights maybe sitting by a fire these things are are the perfect go-to drink sean yeah i i mean it's a it's a good beer uh oktoberfest and i just love the oktoberfest you know theme uh you know as you get older and you get out of the whole halloween thing because even when you're in college you still have like people are dressing up and whatnot but when you're 30 you just don't do that kind of stuff anymore so like really like the past three or four years me and the wife have always gone to like oktoberfest and i absolutely love it and that's where you find cool stuff like this beers that are authentic like this brewery's out of you know bavaria right right so yeah you know you can't get much more authentic than a fully uh you know a website that is in a language you can't read so that's that's when you know it's the real deal right i mean besides this beer obviously having it here for the first time the only German beer I think I've ever had is Hofbräuhaus. Right, and I'm right. not even sure if you can classify that because it's like probably pretty Americanized, Americanized by yeah. now. Yeah. Well, what about old or, uh, or 1487 brewery? I I've been there. I think they follow some type of German mm-hmm. law, and also the Gimet Beer Garden. Ooh, yes. Which, what about the, the German pretty... classic Budweiser? Ah, yes, I'm a big fan of that one. Yes, <laughs> yes, one of my faves. <laughs> Uh, I will say though 
the Gumet Beer Garden. Mm-hmm. Great place. Just don't go on a Monday night, I think it was. Is that what we went? I think it was a Monday night, and it was comedy night. Honestly, the worst comedy. Was that a Columbus spot? You know, I don't... It's kind of, like, just before Old Town East, over on the east-ish side. And I had heard about it from a buddy, so I told Caleb, all right, bring him, I'll bring Cassie, we'll go check it out. When you walk in, awesome little patio, nothing crazy, but just, like, a cool kind of secluded area and then we see that it's you know comedy and i oh cool i mean yeah it looked like it was gonna be sweet yeah two minutes in caleb and i look at each other like deer in the headlights like what the hell did we just get into because it was the most awkward unfunny stand-up i've ever seen oh i mean it was horrible it was horrible and the one guy had like some track record that he worked for comedy central or something and literally he was the least funny of all of them Mm-hmm. It it oh it was I mean the beer aside was good. from that beer was good yeah so we had a great we'll little to, sunset on the yeah. platform uh, beer company's yes rooftop top little rooftop yeah, yeah. deck that was pretty sick yep but yeah definitely a spot we probably all three of us should revisit yes and come back and say correct okay we've had some more German beers mm-hmm. yeah here's how we feel um <clears throat> but before we finish this segment we do need to rate it so. Evan, this is your first time on the episode. I know you maybe listened to episode one. Yeah. But uh, how we do it here is we're going to rate it on a scale from one being the worst, mm-hmm. ten being the best, Buckeye leaves. Because obviously, big Columbus guys here. Sure. Ohio, Ohio University, Ohio State University guys here. Mm-hmm. Got to rate it with the Buckeye leaves. So yeah. since you're the guest, let's, uh, I'm gonna go first let's here, get huh? yours first. Yep. I'm going to set it pretty high. I'm going to go at eight. Um, you know, I talked it up all week i brought it over i was excited about it it is october it's Oktoberfest. i'm kind of just you know in the mood of it i'm gonna go with eight i think it's solid um yeah it's it's my go-to fall beer so i'm gonna i'm gonna rank it high with an eight eight love it eight leaves sean how many leaves you got here pop let's see i think pop you know given that. the given the time of year this is a a great beer i think i'm gonna give it a six six buckeye leaves okay mm-hmm. um I like it. I do. It's smooth. As far as October and fall beers go, it's very smooth. And it's not, like, too dark or stouty like some of them get, Mm -hmm. where it kind of, like, gets heavy. I feel like you could... I mean, this is pretty smooth. You could kick back a a couple of You could have a session with these, I feel like, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, But just overall, fall beers aren't really my, you know, favorites. So I'm not going to rate them up that high, really, any fall beer you bring me. But it's it's a good it's a good one as far as fall beers. Right. I, I, I like it, and I could have a few more of these this October for sure. That's for sure, and I mean at least it's not a pumpkin beer because right. step Correct. step one in drinking a pumpkin beer is to open it. Step two is to throw it in the trash because exactly. exactly. that shit is garbage. Yeah, absolute garbage. No. Uh, I'm going to rate this uh, a seven point five. Oh, we can do half. I'm going with a half score. This is the very first one. Oh, first guess, first. All right, score. So yeah. we're, we can do it. All right, and I mean, I'm sure there's got to be half Buckeye leaves on those helmets. We just can't see them, sure, because we're not that close. You mm-hmm. know, it's just TV. Sure. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm going seven and a half. Great beer. I don't know if I can put it above Hop Cyclone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I they're, this they're in a also different. Diff- yeah, they're yeah. Di- they're different That's categories. I mean, yeah. So Hop but, Cyclone, you had a seven, right? 
Yeah, oh. a seven. Ooh. See, I was in the sauce yeah. that, yeah. that time. Yeah. I, thought, you had thought, a seven. I thought I gave it an eight. Yeah. That's why yeah. I was hesitant to yeah. go as yeah. high yeah. as seven. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm definitely going 7.5, though. Uh, well, maybe I should change to 6.5 because what I was trying to do was mm-hmm. go a half point lower. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm going to go, go 6.5. <laughs> there you go. And uh, <laughs> it's a great beer, like I said. Just I'm only picking this up once a year. Mm-hmm. If I was picking it up multiple times a year. Sure probably giving it a higher score yeah that's fair yeah so. i'm like i said i'm in the october vest like zone, oh yeah so i'm categorizing it as that alone so it's an eight for that category right. for me. And of course for three dollars and 29 cents a bottle yeah yeah, yeah you can't and this get is, much these are 500 milliliter bottles so they're not sold in like a six pack yeah. or a case or anything like that they're single bottles on the shelf um i got this one specifically at the giant eagle in grandview right and honestly, something we should add to this segment is rating the bottle and the look. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a great idea. It's elite. I know that. I mean, this is honestly, when you talk about authentic, mm-hmm. I feel like this is what, if I went to Germany or Bavaria and ordered a beer, yeah. this is what it would come out in. in See, a I would, if I'm thinking about, well, I guess I'm not really thinking about bottles when I'm thinking about drinking over there. I'm thinking like, give me a Stein or Das Boot. Yeah, right? give me a big you know? boot. But I can see where you're coming from. This is definitely unlike any other bottle or any other shape of anything. So that that does give it that it factor. It's pretty mm-hmm. hefty too. I mean, you can you can do some. I mean, you're actually doing curls with these. If you're oh, drinking no them, question. You know? Like you got a good little hefty bottle yeah, there. Yeah, this is a one pt point nine fluid ounce curl. That's right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's heavy as hell. Right. Sheesh. <laughs> All right. Well. Beer segment's finished. On to uh, our next segment. Sean's going to uh, go ahead and take this one over. Yeah, so Columbus Sports, right? So we're in Columbus. We get to highlight some of the great teams, not only at Ohio State, but some o- some other stuff. So um, last week I highlighted that uh, our volleyball team, um, the women's volleyball team for Ohio State was playing Maryland. They ended up winning that game in three sets. Uh, So they were ranked 8th then. Um, I believe they're ranked 7th now. Um, And they play, today's Friday, so they play Michigan State tonight. Uh, We'll note for those trying to attend the Ohio State game this weekend, uh, the university is encouraging everyone to come and get there as early as they can this weekend. It's a noon game. um, But it's it's homecoming, right? So... It's a big weekend in the city, big weekend for the university, um, and they have, they're actually going to have the 2020 Tokyo Olympians from Ohio State. Um, they're going to have them in, they're going to be recognizing them, as well as some former OSU football captains. Uh, they'll be recognizing them at the game as well. Uh, another note, in the past week, so Chris Olave, you know, wide receiver on the football team, he was named a senior class award candidate. So there's 30 candidates across the country, um, and it's those that best exemplify excellence in areas of community service, classroom, character, and competition. And uh, honestly, I don't know much about too many guys on the team, but I think Chris Olave is, you know, a prime candidate for that. You know, across across the nation, dude seems like an absolute class act. Always smiling. Always seems to have a positive attitude and. He's done it, you know, the right way since he was a freshman here at Ohio State. Yeah, I think we should add to this segment and just each of us say what position you think Chris Olave is going to go in the draft. Oof. 
I think that would be because he's an absolute stud, and I think he's got a great shot mm-hmm. at making it pretty high. I'm gonna go top ten. I'm, I'm gonna say top fifteen. Yeah, I'm between twelve to fifteen. Yeah. Okay, that'd okay. be my yeah. Okay. I think I think the only thing that really deters from him in the draft is the lack of just wow moments. Like it's almost like he's kind of like how Devin Smith was, where all of Olave's touchdowns they're long touchdowns, but it's like he's catching it in the end zone. Right. He doesn't have a lot of broken tackles, or and it's even something he mentioned before the season. That's why he came back was working on yards after catch mm-hmm. because yeah. he's like all of my catches are just. 40, 50 yard bombs, and I'm in the end zone, and no one's really seen me have to work with the ball his outside move, of that. And I his think moves are good, though. Yeah. Like, when he's juking some of those dudes out and tiptoeing the sideline, like, right. he's smooth. And that's oh, part yeah. of the you know, negativity going back to Justin Fields getting all that rap. I mean, he threw it to Olave and Wilson, these guys that run such good routes. And Olave, for example, he's so smooth and so effortless. You're not seeing that big wow factor because he just beats his guy because he's just naturally that good. Oh yeah. Um, so I think that's that's part of it. You're right. He doesn't have that big wow moment, but I think it is. It's just he's so fluid and so smooth that you know it's easy to kind of not see that and just oh he just caught another ball on the two yard line and walked it in. Yeah, so no, stuff like that. No so. big deal or anything. Right. Like he's scoring touchdowns. Plus he's been doing yeah. But yeah. plus he's been doing it for I think he's five years now. So. I think he's right behind Chris Carter currently on touchdowns at a high He tied him. He tied him last Okay, week. so I knew he'd be right there. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, right now I think he's only behind David Boston and Devin Smith. Yeah. Devin or David Boston's it's going to be close. I think Olave's at 27 and David Boston is at 34. Okay. Mm-hmm. So seven more touchdowns for the year, totally feasible. Sure. I mean, great dude. I hope he can get it. Oh, I mean, yeah. records are made to be oh. broken and David Boston records. Let's start breaking some of those with the offense that we got. I mean, come on. Love it. It's about time. Yeah. So moving on, the week's upcoming sporting events we have in Columbus for the upcoming week. Um, Last week I kind of highlighted mostly Ohio State. This week I wanted to kind of branch out a bit. There is some Ohio State in here. But I'm also highlighting not stuff just that's upcoming this weekend, but all through next week as well until we, you know, record the next episode. So, uh, next or this Saturday, uh, men's hockey is playing Bentley away Saturday, um, 6.05 p.m. And if you want to catch that, it's on flowhockey.tv. Couldn't Where the hell is Bentley? I thought I was I, like, they're playing a car. Right. Awesome. I know. Never Good heard them. of them. Apparently it's a, it's a series. Um, and I don't know what flowhockey.tv is any either, but that's what Ohio State had it listed on, on their athletic website. So. It's not a site I'll be visiting, I yeah. can tell you that. It's from Progressive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so, like I said, number seven, number seven, women's volleyball. So they got the big game this weekend. They got Michigan Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, our women's volleyball team's 12-2 and two overall. Uh, they've lost to Penn State and Purdue. And anyone who knows anything about women's volleyball knows Penn State is just an absolute perennial powerhouse in women's volleyball. So I, I believe Purdue and Penn State are ranked ahead of Ohio State right now. So not bad losses, though they are 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten because of those losses. Um, so they're playing Michigan Sunday at 1 p.m., and you can catch that on Big BTN+. Plus. Um, and then I had to include this one. So field hockey team this weekend is playing my Bobcats, Ohio University, Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, on Big 
Plus, which I didn't know. There's two different channels, apparently. So there's BTN Plus and there's Big Plus. So our field hockey team, Ohio State's field hockey team, has lost the past three. Uh, but they are 1-1 one one in the conference, so they got a chance to make a run here. A um, little fun fact, Ohio University, their field hockey team, I actually served as a honorary captain for them while I was at Ohio, St- or Ohio University. It. Yeah, So got to go be on the sidelines, um, listen in the locker room when their coach was giving the speech and all that, and uh, got to go to the games. It was a partnership we had with the – I was in the ROTC program at Ohio University, so they switched out every – Every week as a senior, one of us got to go and be an honorary captain. So that was pretty fun. Got to do that. Um, also, a couple more events outside of the, the Buckeye realm that are pretty cool. So actually next Wednesday at 7 p.m. here at Lower.com Field, you know, the new crew field, there's a FIFA World Cup qualifying match. Uh, U.S. men's national team versus Costa Rica. So definitely if you're looking something to do next Wednesday night, check it out. Uh, get to see... The men's national team take on Costa Rica. Pretty good opportunity. I've been wanting to go to that stadium. I know Evan's been there. Yeah. And I've had a couple other buddies who have been there. Looks like a legendary time. Personally, for me, I'm not the biggest soccer fan. But when I saw all the restaurants and the food options, like you can go to the soccer game and eat hot chicken takeover. Correct. I mean, sign me up just for that. And a state-of-the-art facility, too. I mean, you walk in and it's literally... It's black glass. I mean, it's like you're in the Death Star. It's I right. know, I've seen a few people call it that, and it's just it's unbelievable. And you walk that in. needs to be the name. Of well, the, you the, don't that needs be, to be the nickname, the Death Star. But I think that's what they're calling Allegiant uh, Stadium Raiders, or whatever, where yeah. the Raiders play, and that's even more it's Death wild. Starish. Well, it's two different sports. You can have there True. was two there, Death Stars, by the way. Football, okay, Star yeah, Wars, okay. one. Fun Star Wars: fact, New okay. Empire Strikes Back. Did they, what were, the, were they both literally just called the Death Star, or was it like yeah, it was Death, Death Star, Star One and Death Star Two? Well, one was the original Death Star, and then the one was the second Death Star. They didn't mm-hmm. think about so things what that, we, that far ahead in the seventies, but since the Raiders Stadium opened first, they yeah. have to be the original Death Star, and we well, have we'll to be, be the, the uh, newest one. Right? That's fine. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's sure. fine. Yeah. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, Wednesday, 7 p.m., uh, FIFA World Cup qualifying match. Lastly, uh, next week is season over for the Blue, Jack- Blue Jackets. They play the Arizona Coyotes. So hockey is kicking Love off. That. I'm pretty sure hockey has, like, the shortest offseason in the history of all sports. I feel like literally the Stanley Cup was, like, Wait, two weeks ago. I think their season ends in April. Uh, or May? I, honestly, I think it's April super May. short. Yeah, I think college football ends in what? January. January. And they start again. I think all, end of August. September. I feel like all sports they try to shoot for like five months ish in between. The NBA is the shortest one. I swear. Just, because yeah. well, this year it was short though because the last year got pushed back. True. Actually, this is a factual statement. Oh. Mark it down. The WNBA has the shortest off season. I know that for a fact because they have a championship. A month later, they're playing the start of the season again. They're having their women's NBA championship right now. How about that little nugget? How about that little nugget right oh, there? Geez. Nobody knows about that. Mark so. it down. WNBA, shortest off season. Hmm. Athletes. So, yeah, Columbus Blue Jackets versus Arizona Coyotes, Thursday at 7 p.m. at Nationwide. Uh, moving into the last little 
couple parts of our sports segment. So Buckeye Football Watch Guide for us Buckeye fans, or really any college football fans. Some all right games on this weekend. I wouldn't say they're as good as they were last weekend. Last weekend was absolute chaos, but just to highlight some. So Friday tonight, uh, Temple versus Cincy is at 6 p.m. And we just got to, as, as Ohioans and Buckeye fans, we just got to keep an eye on Cincy. One, because if Cincy keeps winning, there's a chance they get in, honestly, at this point. Sure. And they aren't going to play anyone as tough as the, the games, you know, Indiana or Notre Dame that they played earlier in the season. So if you want to see Cincy in, you got to hope they keep winning. If you want to see the Buckeyes in, you may have to hope for that they trip up during during their AAC schedule at some point. Uh, moving on, we got Texas versus Oklahoma, classic rivalry. This is another one where Texas is ranked. Oklahoma just has been crap this year. Um, they uh, they've barely squeaked out games. You know, it had some a rough one versus West Virginia. So. This is a good one to keep an eye on. I think Oklahoma is going to slip up at some point. I think they're going to take an L, and that's really what we need as Buckeye fans. And hopefully Texas can be the ones to do it. Yeah, hook them. This would be yeah. This would be the game 100. I'm I'm all horns up right now, right? (laughs) For once, and yeah, normally I'm horns down always, but I'm horns up this week. Yeah, Yeah. sorry, especially since they got Sarkeesian there, it's a lot easier to root for them than when they had Tom Herman. I mean, any coach that goes there, though, I'm not, I'm not into. I feel like they all have sucked. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're just not great. Mac Brown, when he came back to coaching, how are you not even think when North Carolina just hired him? I thought for sure, and I think Texas was going through a change at the same time. Why would you not go back with your homeboy, who's won a couple natties, knows what he's got? Players like Vince Young. To come and play, like yeah. But even towards the end of Mac Brown era there in Texas, oh they, they sucked, struggling. yeah, yeah. He just having a couple off years, that's right. All. Just just a little down years, yeah. Uh, moving on, we got Michigan State at Rutgers, twelve p.m. on the Big Ten Network. This may not seem like a big game to people, but if you're in the college football, no, we need Michigan State to keep winning, honestly. And it's kind of a double-edged sword. We want Rutgers to do well, but we want to play as many ranked teams as we can moving forward. So we need Michigan State to win um, and hopefully win convincingly. I think their their running back that got that Walker kid is just extremely amazing. I mean, Absolute came monster. out of nowhere. So it's good to see them doing well, and I honestly hope that they can hand the Wolverines a loss later. But um, that's that's later down the road. So Georgia and Auburn, we got at three thirty on CBS. So that's really the highlight game, I'd say, probably uh, outside of the Big Ten this week. I think Auburn's probably overrated. I, I'm not really buying into it. I've seen Bo Nix play. Yeah, he had some crazy highlight play last week that Sports Center's been showing all week because yeah, they own the SEC, but. Um, I, I'm not buying into the Auburn hype. I think Georgia's actually good, good this year, and not Georgia good. So I think I think Georgia will run away with this, and and it's not going to be a contest. What do you guys think? Bo Nix reminds me of Johnny Manziel, and does anyone know how he's doing right now? <laughs> I think he's doing in uh, uh, insurance commercials up in Canada. Yeah, and playing golf and what? Like, yeah, he's having a great time, living a great life. Good for him, but. He made some football plays too, but yeah, 
Right. He ain't doing jack shit. Right. No. Yeah. So. Bo Nix makes some wild plays, but he's not doing it against that Georgia defense. No, not um, a chance. No. If someone can, you know, make Georgia earn it on the offensive side, I'd be a little more intrigued, but their defense is, is legit. So I would definitely go with, with Georgia on that. Yep. All right, and then really the big game of the week, it lands in the Big Ten, Penn State versus Iowa, top five matchup right here. So obviously one of them has to lose. I think they're both really good teams this year. The problem is, is that Iowa good is they they do this like once every five years, maybe not as high as they are now, but they do this where they do really good and then they hit a stalwart uh, good defense in the – Big Ten, and they lose and blow it, and then they'll probably blow one more or two at worst the rest of the Big Ten schedule. So I think I think Penn State's going to pull it off. I think Penn State's good. I think their offense is good. I don't think Iowa's had to stop an offense like Penn State's yet. Jahan Dotson is, I mean, he's. I think he's first-round talent at wide receiver as well. Um, so I, th- I think this will be a good one, though, to watch for sure. This one feels different for the Hawkeyes for me. I've watched a couple of their games, and they are just actually playing good football, which I feel like in the past you could find a lot of little mistakes and little things where you're like, all right, definitely not where they are ranked or whatever. This year, I feel like they're in a great spot, and honestly, I want the Hawkeyes to win this game because I'd rather see us facing a top four potentially. I mean, what are they now, three? Or are they four right now in Penn State's five? Penn State's. I think it's... Because Oklahoma's still three, I think. Yeah, I think uh, Penn State's four, Iowa's five, because Penn State beat Auburn. Okay, so let's just say this. Iowa wins every game from here on out. They're probably potentially, let's say at the highest, number three, if Georgia and Alabama don't lose, when we play them in the Big Ten Championship. I'd rather face the number three team that's proven all season long that they're good. We beat them. That's our last little kick to make sure we're in. You know, I know we got to play Penn State in a couple weeks. If they're still in the top ten somehow, if they lose by seven points, you know, to Iowa, it's still going to be a good win regardless, even though Penn State will then have two losses. But I'd rather see Iowa the highest rank possible in the Big Ten title game than for Penn State to win this, and then we just beat them in a week, and then sure. it we all goes downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, selfishly, I think I just want Penn State to win because I'm going to be at that game. So I think it'd be nuts to be there. On, on Do you think Penn that's going to be the night game? Did you see this release? I hope that so, man. There's going to the be a night game? It's the 30th, then the 31st is Halloween. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I, I mean... How cool would that be? And it's oh. all scarlet jerseys. Right. Oh, I absolutely hate those, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, they're not the greatest. I'm D- not give, me, mind it. give me the all grays. Yeah, I like the all whites. Or the all blacks. Maybe they're going all red because it's a night game for Halloween. Maybe they knew this ahead of time and they were just trying to act like there's only one night game and it was Crackerin. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Yeah, They got to pay us back. Sean and I are at that game, and after the first drive, I was just like, oh, no. And then we absolutely destroyed them. But I was like, why waste Mm -hmm. this night game on Crackerin? Right. Well, hopefully we get more. Uh, Moving on. So, Michigan, obviously, we got to keep an eye on them. They're playing Nebraska. I I think this could be a good matchup. Nebraska, everyone was kind of down and out on them after the first game of the year when they lost to Illinois. But then they gave Oklahoma 
a good game. They absolutely destroyed Northwestern. So I, I'm not I'm not ready to be down and out on Nebraska. I think Michigan could win this, but I think it could be close. Uh, moving on, LSU versus Kentucky. So Kentucky right now is five and zero, and they just beat Florida last week. So LSU obviously not in their prime. Uh, Ed Orgeron doesn't have Joe Burrow or uh, Joe Brady to run his team. So. Everyone knows that's going downhill. That'll be on the SEC network. So keep an eye on Kentucky. If we have another team in the SEC rolling, it just adds to everyone's resumes. So we need these teams in the SEC to just knock each other off. And then the last game. Uh, Pac-12 after dark. Pac-12 Sean's after favorite. dark. I absolutely love it. Unfortunately, the Bruins lost last week versus Arizona State. So... It's not as good to watch them anymore. But UCLA, I'm telling you, if you haven't watched UCLA, they're a fun team to watch. They're a fun team to watch. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is is a talent. So uh, if you're up late, if you happen to have a Red Bull at 7 p.m. and are up, hey, t- turn it on. So last part of our sports segment here is the OSU versus Maryland discussion. So we got OSU versus Maryland this weekend. 12 p.m., like I said, homecoming game in Columbus. What do you guys think? You know, I'm going to be honest. uh, After watching Maryland play Iowa and seeing, uh, I can't even say his first name, Talia. Talia. To his brother. Yeah, to his (laughs) brother. Evan, you got me on that one. Yeah. Uh, Throw five picks. I mean, I, I think our defense, even though they're not good, is better than Iowa's defense. Uh, so I think we're going to perform just as good, if not better. So I got the score, Buckeyes 51, Maryland 13. Nice. I mean, I think we're kind of along the same thinking. I think uh, Maryland has a better offense than Rutgers do- did. Uh, Rutgers more relying on the run. Uh, Maryland, I mean, that – Talia can toss the ball, and they oh. actually have some athletes. I mean, two years ago, Maryland gave us a run for our money with Haskins. And obviously different team, but I, I think they'll do better. I think I, I have the prediction at 42-17. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it was closer to 42-24. I think we're going to – it's not going to be the absolute blowout that Rutgers, but I think we'll win it comfor- comfortably. I yeah, mean, I'm about in the same wheelhouse. I got uh, 48-17 Buckeyes. Um, you know, I say what you want about the Akron game and all that, but I think that was our, our turning point. I think our guys are playing with more freedom. They're more confident. So I think this is, you know, the the start of us really starting to, you know, flip that switch and, and start dominating teams that, that we need to dominate to, to keep our our high rank. So I got, yeah, 48-17 Bucks. Love it. We all got the bucks. Let's Classic. hope we're all right. I don't. I hate being wrong. If they really lose, the it's, a, it's an worst. NFL year for sure. Oh, I mean, I'm Evan and I both mm-hmm. all in on the brownies. And I know Sean, you're in on the brownies, but you're more in on the Bronx. All right. And by Bronx, I mean Broncos. That's right. But I'm I'm at this point now. Right before we get into our guest segment here. I love the Buckeyes to death, don't get me wrong. But every week, I'm like, we're going to win. I don't ever think we're going to lose. When it comes to a Browns game, 
who knows what's going to happen. And we're finally getting wins. So I get up on a Sunday and I am juiced out of my mind. Oh yeah, spoken like a true spoiled Buckeye fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody was gonna things. win. Yeah. And I used to, when I was in college. Obviously, I feel like we I got up way more for Buckeye games because we're there. We're oh, going yeah. to the games. Yeah. Like we're doing it all. But now that I'm not there, I still get up for them. Still love to watch them. But give me the Browns on a Sunday. All day. No, give me the Browns on a Monday. Give me them on a Thursday. I don't care. That way they can play on Wednesday. Any day that ends in Y. Exactly. I'm there. I'm fired up. I'm lit. I'm just. I think I'm for me it's the Saturday. Ready thing. to go. Because I like college football because it's on Saturday. I can have some brewskis. Sunday, man, I'm not going to lie. I just get too much of the Sunday scaries. I think that's like, why gosh, you got to go. Gotta go to work tomorrow. That's why you got to go Sunday, fun day. Because yeah. then you don't even think about it, but hit it early. Hit it for the 1 o'clock games, then go right to sleep. See, that's the thing, though, as a Broncos fan. Yeah, I know you always, my got, the, you always got the, the 425 games. games. Yeah. So. yeah. Nobody wants that. All right. So, first guest means our very first guest interview segment. So, uh, <clears throat> since this is our very first one, you know... And Evan's our good buddy, so this shouldn't be too hard. But basically, uh, we're just gonna, you know, shoot the shit like we always do. But we're kind of gonna crack down on some, on some questions and find out some info about our boy that you know some of you listeners might want to know. Um, Evan is the first assistant golf professional at Columbus Country Club uh, here in Columbus. Uh, a PGA professional recently at last year became Class A uh, professional, yeah, right? A few, few years ago. Oh, a few, few years, years ago, ago yeah. sorry. And uh, so knows the game, uh, all the ins and outs. Uh, we were golf bros together, uh, not at the same club, but at the same time went through Ohio State PGM together. Um, so, and I mean, golf's a great thing to be a part of, and... Uh, Going through all the stuff we went through was great, uh, but we're glad to have you on here for the very first episode, my man. Yeah, appreciate it. Ready to, ready to go. All right, I'm going to go with the first question here. Okay. It's going to be a tough one, and uh, I want you to just quickly describe to every single person that's listening. Uh, this last Friday, we had a little rendezvous here in the basement bar, or maybe it was Saturday. My days are tied together, to be honest. We had a couple coldies, mm-hmm. and we started playing a little darts, mm-hmm. a little dark golf. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you could just quickly give the audience a rundown of what happened in the two games of dark golf that we mm-hmm. played. Yeah, you uh, you won. That's uh, all I got. Actually, I think you're forgetting about the time that I beat you. So. Oh, was that game three? That was the second game. Oh, the second mm-hmm. game. Beat you on an eagle. I did not win either of the games and you know i'm not a great dart player i'm not a great pool player not a great bowler but i love all three right just just in it for the fun on those sports that's right. that's all i care about on those i just wanted everyone to know that i am the best basement dart player sure you are here yeah how did euchre go shortly after that sean right. do you remember yeah. oh i think i do remember when he got blown out oh, and okay then- well, yeah. let's be honest, guys. I was pretty sauced by mm-hmm. that point. Uh, I that's what I'd say, too. I didn't know what a club or a spade was. Sure. I, 
I was like Florida. I was trying game. to lay the six and four card mm-hmm. for scoring down, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in the hands. So that I'm going to blame it on that. Right. Not and then, on. Meanwhile, the folks, the dartboard is in his own basement. It's Correct. like an SEC team bragging about yeah. their non-conference schedule when they play all their games at home. Or in a neutral site that's literally 50 miles from their home stadium. Yeah, I think he corked my darts. My weighting was off. They weren't flying properly. So I'm going to be honest. This isn't how I thought the answers would go to this. So I'm going (laughs) to actually go to a real question. I thought this was going to be a little bit like, wow, Caleb, you're literally the best. (laughs) Um, All right. So obviously, like I said, you and I both went to Ohio State together at the same time. So my very first question is, what is your favorite college memory at Ohio State? It doesn't have to be with me. It can yeah. be any memory that you happen to have in your time I mean, at school. So many good ones. Uh, the one that, you know, when I saw this, this question that kind of jumped out to me um, was probably getting to uh, go up in the, the Victory Bell Tower after a football game. Uh, my roommate at the time, I don't know how he got invited, um, he was part of some club, and they got to go up there and ring the bell after a game. Um, if we won, luckily we did. So he invites me up there. We go up that elevator. I go up there, and then I see all around this bell, people have these names etched in the stone. I'm like, that's awesome. So I start carving away. I put my name, put a little dash 14 for the year that it was, ring the bell, and then we go on to win the national championship later that year. So pretty awesome. Wow, thanks, that, dude. That honestly just gave me some chills. Yeah, it's, it's pretty I, awesome. I didn't even know you could get up there. I didn't either. I and didn't he, even know it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a thing either. Sure enough, yeah. I start seeing these names. I'm like, oh, I'll do that too. So my name is forever etched in the shoe. Well, bud, if I would have known you were doing that, I would have said, etch your boy in the <laughs> <laughs> I want to be known for a legend in the bell yeah. tower also. Yep, yep. Oh, man. Well, I don't mean... That's two questions in a row for me. Sean's got a few that he's going to want to ask, too. So. Oh, yeah. Well, while we'll just we're go on back the, and forth type thing. While we're on the OSU topic, I don't know if... Uh, I don't want to even eliminate different sports. So I wanted... I originally had your favorite OSU football player of all time, mm-hmm. all time but what about your favorite OSU athlete of all time? It could be mm-hmm. anyone. It doesn't have to be football. Obviously, football gets the highlight, but... There's some others out there. About the greatest of all time, Jack Nicholas. Is that any good? Not or? bad there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as Ohio State athletes, there's obviously tons. But, yeah, when I branch outside of the football realm, that's where my, my mind went would probably be Jack. He's 18. That's that's the number. So, well, yeah. if you, but if you're going football, who are you going with? Football, yeah, that's a good one, too, because, I mean, obviously all the greats that I didn't get to watch, you know, way long ago um growing up that like really got me into football and thinking buckeyes and you know starting to really pay attention it'd probably be Ted Ginn yeah you know he he was just that electric player that anytime his hands were on the football you knew something big was going to happen um you know he he just was cool he had the little eye black patches he had the sweatbands it was just like oh man that's that's if that's buckeye football I want to watch that right and he was on Stoppable in NCAA oh. football. Oh, the, the guy game. was ridiculous. Yeah, ready for that oh. to come there, back. I swear, there there were so many. I mean, there's been so many good players on every single team yeah. we have, but I don't know why lately. And maybe I'm totally off on this, but I was thinking of some players who were like 
NFL caliber good and played in the NFL, but like we don't talk about. And may, like I said, maybe I'm off and I'm thinking of somebody else. But did Chemdi Chekwa? Yeah, he played for played the for the Buckeyes, and then he played in the NFL for how long? Yeah, he was know. kind of the precursor to the long run that we had for. I don't uh, know why. DBs. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking of that name. The other day, I'm like Chemdi Chekwa, like a crazy cool name. Yeah, like that's awesome. Great. Two, I don't remember talking about him hardly ever. At Ohio State, then the dude goes to the NFL, and you don't hear his name very often. But I think he played for more than ten years, maybe. I think he was solid. I don't think he was like a Pro Bowl level. I know he started when he went out to the Raiders. Right. Um, I don't know if he played. I think he played like six or seven years. Six or seven. Okay, yeah. so ten might have been a little. But still, I mean, that's a good. NFL career for I mean, for what you would consider a no name, right? I mean, like people never mention him. That's ever. what that's what like, I'm saying. Nobody literally talks about that dude true. ever. If you but, didn't have that name, yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's like timer. Your name's Bill Smith. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was my history teacher in high school. <laughs> was it Absolute really? legend. Was it really? Yes. Oh my God, what Bill is Smith. What are the? I'm I'm literally thinking of like the two most generic names ever, and that's what came to mind. <laughs> All right, um, off that topic now, uh, let's hear about your favorite bar at Ohio State and maybe your favorite memory at a particular bar, if you can, if you can remember, because yeah. I know a few of those nights are pretty cloudy. Sure. Um, there, there's a few starry nights in there. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's true. Um, favorite overall bar, it's a toss-up. I got two, so I would go between Chumley's. Um, the old one that's no longer, you know, it's still, it's somewhere it's, now. Yeah, it's, it's in a different, ninth, yeah. ninth and high, I think. So yeah. it was on High Street when, when you and I were there. And then the other one would be Ethel and Tank. Um, that used to be like a, I think it was a rundown tattoo shop on 13th. Yeah. That's where I lived. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first moved in, it, it wasn't existing, but, you know, they renovated it and it's an awesome spot. Um, but yeah, Chumley's is, is probably my go-to. That was you know the best nights for monday night and thursday night football you're seeing everyone just you know it was almost like walking dead people are walking with these schooners these 32 ounce glasses and you just know where they're going you know what's happening it's just like oh it's schooner night at chumley's and like that's yeah those are good memories there for sure yeah uh, one too many bud light lines oh yeah i mean those were some yep some great times some great great times all right. Well, getting off the Ohio State topic a little bit. So, I I know uh, you guys both have uh, history in the golf industry, but I really wanted to ask you, since you're still in it, mm-hmm. how do you even become a golf pro? Like, how's that, you yeah. know, how do you get there? Sure. So, um, I mean, you don't have to be a, a PGA Class A member to, to be a golf pro, technically. I mean, if if you want to have that classification just like any other industry you know it gives you that backing that um certification in a way but basically there's there's two routes that you can go to be get to get your pga golf pro um, certification so you can go through a college program a pgm program like at ohio state there's other ones that are um, accredited with the pga so you got like ferris state in michigan you got coastal carolina florida state clemson all these you know great schools Penn State. Besides um, Michigan, they're not great. No, they're the worst. That's why yeah. I didn't mention them even. 
Um, but yeah, so that's it's that that's one route. The other route would just be, you know, hey, I'm a guy working behind the counter at a golf golf course. I love what I do, but I want to become a PGA member. I'm say I'm outside of college, don't want to go to college, whatever it may be. You can go through the PGA. They have a program themselves, and that's when you would then go to um, their headquarters uh, several different times to do testing. Um, lots. Of, it's it's pretty in depth. I mean, when you first start the the program, you have about eight years to finish it. So I mean, it's not like you can get this overnight. You have to be dedicated. You have to, you know, really want to do it. But it, it's it's awesome to do. I, I really love what I do. So what kind of stuff are they testing you on, like? <laughs> in order to get like this accreditation that you're talking about yeah so i mean as a golf pro and anyone that's you know working as a golf pro that that's listening to this they know that you know you wear every type of hat possible you're in hospitality you're you have to know something about turf management on you know like the grass side the golf course side you have to know merchandising you have to know business and finance you know all these things that you have to teach and, and learn about so I mean, golf cart fleet, there's everything that, you know, people don't typically think of when you think, oh, he's a golf pro, he just golfs all day. Well, not, that, not quite the case. Yes, I do have the, to be a good yeah. player, but I know have to, I still have to teach. I still have to, you know, make orders and, and pay people. And, you know, all these things that a golf pro does that people don't really see behind the scenes that is still a big part of the, the role. That's the one thing that literally always drove me nuts is people would come in and they'd be like, how you playing? I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. This is, but when you're not behind the counter, isn't that all you're doing? And yeah. I'm like, uh, let's see. There's 365 days in a year. I played 20 rounds of golf yeah. last year. And they'd be like, well, you need to get out more. Yeah, I would love to, but guess what? Right. You got other fish to fry. Like, you can't always. Yeah, it's great to get out there and. I mean, honestly, and I'm sure you'll attest to this, it's not like it's a bad thing playing with the members when you get the chance to do that. But when you get a chance to play golf, you're like, I just want to go out with the boys, have a chill round and just play and not have to think about, you know, I mean, you're you're more or less kind of grinding out around when you're playing with members or when you're playing in a tournament or something because you want to be impressive and you want to play well. Sure. If you and I go out and we're playing, we're having – one to six coldies, if not more, <laughs> and we're just playing, having a good time. Sure, you know what I mean. And I mean, Sean and I have played many a round of golf together, mm-hmm. and like that's something he would always, you know, kind of ask me. He'd be like, oh, I, be, "I, I'm afraid to play with you or whatever, because you're probably way better than me." And I'm like, I, "It doesn't matter about that anymore. I don't even want to care about that. I just sure. want to go out and ride in the cart, drink beer, right." listen to music way too fucking loud and and, pl- and play like yeah. that's all i care about sure. now and yeah. that's one of those things people get so confused i feel like they think it's just like mm-hmm. oh if you're not working you're golfing yeah. and there's yeah so much other stuff you'd rather be doing no question i mean no and question. i hate to ask 30 follow-up questions but like outside of that all that other stuff is there like a certain like if you do you have to play around <laughs> to like prove like hey I'm yeah. good enough? Yeah, yeah. So there actually it's, is it's called that. the PAT. It's play player ability test, and basically what it is, you know, every course has different ratings, how difficult it is, different sets of tees, different all these things. Um, so basically, the courses that do hold these PATs, 
Um, you have to go there and one day you play 36 holes and there's a target score based on the course difficulty and tees and everything. And if you shoot that, you know, target score, then you can then advance to the next level. And, you know, there's three levels now plus like a kind of a introductory level. So, you know, if, if you are that, that guy that wants to become a PGA pro, that's not going through college, you have to, yeah, you have to pass the test, take a rules test, and then you go on and get tested in three different levels of you know the golf car fleet hospitality all that other stuff so yeah i mean you you can't just say hey i'm a good player it's you, right. you got to prove it see i find this stuff crazy interesting because mm-hmm. this is like you, you see the guys on tv or you know you walk into a golf course and you see these guys and you don't you have no idea what goes behind oh any yeah of it. sure oh and it's it's i think what's funny also is like i can't tell you how many places i've been where people were like, oh, what do you do when I was working at the golf mm-hmm. course? And they're like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a golf pro. And they're like, what? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like I work at a golf course. Right. I'm one of the pros there. And they're like, oh, I was about to ask you like what tour you're on. And yeah. I'm like, oh, oh no. Even in like, the college, it was like, yeah, I'm in the PGA pro- PGM program. And they're like, what's that? And, you know, professional golf management. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing at Ohio State. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's like the whole deal. Yeah, it's... It's one of those things. It's yeah. heritage tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, <clears throat> bouncing off kind of what Sean just said, I know you kind of gave a good explanation of kind of what you have to go through uh, as far as testing and whatever, which... I was gonna ask you basically to describe PGM, but yeah. honestly, that is right. pretty much that it. We it. just learned that in every single class. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing that I think kind of sucked a little bit is that it just wasn't accredited. So basically, right. you just did. We did all of our work mm. to basically just do go it all over it, again. Yeah. Which, I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We had a great time still, sure. and I would if anybody was thinking about going to do something like that i would still encourage them to oh, yeah. go that no route question. if they're even if even if you're unsure that's a great way to kind of go and figure out yeah what you want to do absolutely I, we both had a great time mm-hmm. met some awesome people it was I, yeah. it was worth every penny i think yeah wouldn't be in the positions i'm in if right. i didn't you know so the connections that yeah, was almost bigger than just sure. doing the coursework twice sure you know what i mean yeah no question um but since we're gonna skip that since you already basically described that what i want to know it's kind of a two-parter we play a lot of draft kings you know mm-hmm. fantasy golf sean and i are in a fantasy golf league together so sure this this question is kind of going to be geared towards both of you we're going to start with you though okay give me your favorite pga tour golfer at this moment mm-hmm then give me your favorite of all time. Yep. Can't, they can be dead. They can be a lot. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I got I you. I need to hear them both. I got Rory McIlroy is my current favorite. Okay. I just I've always loved his swing. I love this game. I think he's really grown as you know a person I look up to off the course as well. I mean he's just he's an all timer for me. And then you know Tiger. I mean he's the one that that got me in the game. I had the Tiger head cover growing up, and that's what I mean. I feel like every kid had that. So. I mean, he is he is golf in my mind. So those are my my two go tos. All right, I like I like both of those. I, big fan of both of them as well. Great players, Sean. I mean, current favorite is is Louis. 
Oh, my God. I knew you were going to say that. Okay, for for the listeners out there that nobody's going to understand why he just picked Louis Oosthuizen. Not that he's a bad golfer, because he's a great golfer. Phenomenal. Every damn DraftKings we do... Always picks Louie. And when he does pick him, the dude is top five. Yep. Every time. And then randomly, one day, I forget what it was, we we had played like five straight ones, and he didn't pick him in the last one, and he didn't do very well. Picks him in the last one, and it's it's the one, uh, the U.S. Open, and John Rahm beats him at the very end, and we were texting back and forth the whole day like, I think Louis still might do it, and then he just absolutely crumbled. Yeah, and so now it's just it's funny every single time hearing Sean say Louis. Louis my guy, man. I, I love Louis. He's coming clutch for me. He's won me some money. I got him on my season long fantasy team, so uh, he's definitely my current favorite as far as all time. I'm not going to pretend like I've been some huge, like, golf fan forever and watch. Like, it drove me nuts, like, when Tiger had that uh, win, like, what, two, three years ago or whatever. The Masters, And you yeah. see people coming out of the woodwork that have been Tigers fans for years. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they always watched golf. No, I haven't been a huge... I literally just started watching golf within the past year, year and a half. I think you taking me to Muirfield was, like what really got me onto it because it mm-hmm. truly helped me to appreciate like just how amazing it is to yeah. watch these guys so started watching it since then i mean jack nicholas arnold palmer you know jack from ohio so gotta go with that i guess but i i can't tell you i've ever watched a full round of jack nicholas playing so yeah. i'm not gonna pretend like i'm some huge golf fan that, that i'm gonna give you like I've loved this dude since I was five years old, so I haven't. So I guess with this, I have the same answer for both, Louis. <laughs> Honestly, I was not expecting that, but I absolutely love the answer. Yeah. It doesn't get any better. Got to start that. somewhere. Um, little Muirfield nugget. Since Sean brought that up, I will be playing there tomorrow morning about it. at eleven forty-two a.m. Jealous. Going to be an absolutely legendary round. I'm going to be joined by the head golf professional at Sayota Country Club mm. as my playing partner. I'll so we're going to be having quite the time, let me yeah. tell you. Um, I'm just going to throw in my favorite player on tour currently would be Justin Thomas. Love it. My guy. We have a lot of the same energy, I feel like. <laughs> we are just that kind of guy. Yeah, you, can, you, you guys can just, would be best friends. Right, you can just tell by the vibe he gives off. We have a very similar vibe. Yeah. And uh, favorite all time, I'm going to go with Jack. I feel like I have to. Yeah. Guy has done everything that you could possibly imagine, and I've seen him. You know, I've never actually met him. Evan has, mm-hmm. so he knows. But uh, Seen him. Yeah, seen him. That's <laughs> about as, as good as I can get. And then you're playing his course tomorrow. And then tomorrow. I'm playing his course tomorrow. It's no big deal or anything. But, uh yeah, I mean, if you, I know Sean that you just said you never watched Jack. Well, if you want, you can go on YouTube and watch golf's greatest rounds, mm-hmm. and you will see some great Jack Nicholas golf. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's it's a sight to be seen. Sight. Let me tell you, absolute sight to be seen. Well, a question kind of going off that that I had, and I know we're getting a little long on time, so I we can make this one just a little much. bit of a longer yeah. episode. So but I think this guess, stuff is you know? interesting, man. Yeah, so, sure. Um, 
I mean, we kind of talked about it a little, but where do you guys think the state of golf is now compared to, I mean, even when you were in college to before that? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable right now. Um, it's one of the few things, and it, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but it, COVID was a good thing for golf. Um, people had nothing else to do. Uh, the past two years were the busiest I've ever ever seen golf period not just where i'm currently working just throughout the whole city of columbus and throughout the the whole country it's that's the thing now um you know you get younger guys coming in you get people you know social media all that stuff with with brooks and you know bryson all these guys right um you get these celebrity matches you get things like top golf so it's like you know all these things are are branching out to the the golfers that aren't the country club members aren't the people that play once a week. You know, they're people that, sure, I've had some interest in golf. I'll watch this or I'll go check out Top Golf and they end up loving it. So it's, you know, it doesn't have to be the the hardcore golfers that that play 20, 30, 40 times a year. It's just guys that you know normally wouldn't think about golf and now are you know a little invested in it. And do you? I don't know. If, have you guys seen like a drop? Like maybe not at the country club. I'm sure it's got a little steeper price of entry but have you seen a drop in demographics as far as age like have you seen a younger crowd being drawn to golf no question yeah i mean it's um you know with with junior golf specifically uh you know young kids you got uh drive chip and putt which is you know associated with the masters tournament which is an absolute home run by the way oh um you know if they had that when i first started playing golf six seven years old i mean i would have been on cloud nine give me a green jacket you can yeah trying to get to to go play um at augusta that's it's phenomenal for those kids and then you got things like you know pga junior league which is you know, taking the the team atmosphere, which you know, golf such an individualized sport that you know it's these kids that are you know a little intimidated. They don't have the teammates. They don't have the fun like you know t-ball, basketball, football, these things. So PGA Junior League, you know, kids get a golf shirt, but it has a number on the back. They have like a nickname of their team, and they go out and play and have that camaraderie that other team sports have. So you know, golf's getting very creative. They're getting you know lots of pull from this younger crowd, and I'm I'm excited for the the years ahead for sure. Well, yeah, and I mean, to add to what you said, but I mean, the junior golf, huge thing. But, right. like, look at also now, like, what I was just talking about a little bit ago. Sean and I are playing fantasy golf. I mean, we've, the three of us have all played DraftKings fantasy golf where you're picking your guy for that week. Like, how many, I mean, how many years ago did DraftKings start? I don't know. Let's just no say, idea. let's just say five years ago, that was a thing. Okay. But they didn't get into golf until two years ago, maybe. So, like, it was people who wanted to watch golf or wanted to watch the majors that you got into it. You pulled in so many people now with that just that alone. And then you they're watching it on TV and they're like, oh, I want to try that because I want to try to get on that course someday or whatever. Like, and, I mean, I'm not a TikToker. By any means, but <laughs> you look at all the dudes on there who are just one hand swinging the club, sure. like making a video of them yeah. doing something crazy. Like that's just a dude who wanted to go out there and hit balls. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, that's a whole other demographic in itself, right there. Right. I mean, the fantasy golf, the TikTok, everything you said, mm-hmm. we're just getting 
it almost feels like everybody at this rate is a golfer. It's just a matter of how much they want to play, how much you're willing to pay to play, mm-hmm. or you, you know what kind of what kind of environment you're trying to get into, sure. whether it's the private or the public sector. But like, no doubt, I feel like just anybody wants to go out and play now, and that right. nobody really cares if they're good or not it's just mm-hmm. like i want to go out and give it a shot let's go mm-hmm. and i think this whole you know what we've been talking about it's almost breaking down the stigma in a way that you know golf has always had this idea of you know rich people playing it have to be at a country club have to have you know the expensive clothing and equipment and all this stuff and you know all these things that you've talked about with tiktok and every, you know everything else you don't have to have the latest the greatest the best the most expensive to have a good time on a golf course you can go out, you know, not every golf course, but you can go out with, you know, a, a T-shirt and a pair of shorts and hit it around and have a great time. Yeah. Or you can go as high up and, you know, as pure of golf as you want. There's a, a wide market there. And I think that's, you know, a lot of this is, is good because it's breaking down that stigma and people aren't so intimidated now because when you first get into golf, it is intimidating because you see these people hitting this golf ball and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it seems easy. But then when you actually physically try it and you miss it or duff it or these things, it's like, okay, now I'm intimidated. I'm embarrassed, but these things are helping break that wall down a little bit. Well, and you think about too, how much the equipment costs at first. Oh, I feel like that yeah. scares so it, many it people, is, for but sure. there, I feel like now adding with TikTok and all that other random shit, there's just so many like, I mean, I could go over to Play It Again Sports across the street from my house here, walk in there, and I can get a set of clubs. They're not going to be the greatest, mm-hmm. but I can get a set of clubs for 10 bucks. Right. And when it's like that when you're starting anything. Right. right. I mean, if you're picking up any sort of hobby, you're not going to go in and buy... If right. you're picking up how to play the guitar, you're not going to go in and buy the best guitar. You're going to... Give me a Fender Stratocaster. Yeah. I, I don't know, know anything I mean, about guitars, but... Sounded good. <laughs> You know, it's it's just you know figuring out if you're if you like it, if you want to you know keep investing in it and keep getting better, and you know that addiction of golf is there. Sure, you're gonna invest in it just like anything else. But yeah, don't let the game of golf, the price tag, all that stuff scare you away. Kind of embrace it and and start wherever you can. Well, and I think Sean is a great example. Not that he was afraid to spend money on clubs, but like you had your clubs prior to the ones you just got for how long? Oh, good probably 12 15 years right and then we had the conversation and you were like i'm ready to get some new sticks and i still have my connections over at heritage and i was like i'll just go fit you let's get you set up with the right stuff because i mean what you're swinging right now we don't even know if that's close to what you need whatever ended up getting them set up right and i mean every time we've gone out now i mean i've seen a vast improvement and i'm sure you're the one who's played yeah you know you have to have seen a little bit of an improvement by oh, getting the amazing. clubs that just yeah. like are good for you, you know, that fit you. Yeah. And that's why you can't be afraid to spend the money sometimes because you need the stuff that's going to be good for your game. Right. You know, everyone has a unique swing, whatever, but sometimes you just got to spend the money to get the stuff. It'll make it 10 times more fun in the long mm-hmm. run. Right. All right. Off of golf now. We're going to go to my final question. Okay. I want to know. This is kind of a weird one. Okay. And we're, we're going on to the, the Ohio thing here. Got it. In Columbus, I want to know if there's one thing that you would add to make Columbus better. Mm-hmm. 
And then I want you to say one thing that you would remove from Columbus that would also make it better. Okay. Uh, I've got I've got one right. that I don't think anyone's gonna guess for the removing. Okay. That I'm gonna say afterward, but I want to hear what right. what your thoughts so are. I, th- I think I have a pretty straightforward one for removing, but for one to add is a little goofy. Um, you know, we're Browns fans, and I love the city of Cleveland, but just for selfish reasons, if we could have the Browns here in Columbus. <laughs> How amazing that would be! You have Buckeyes be and Browns. Oh. professional sports team, other and, than and like it, not an that NFL I want you know, the, the competition with the Buckeyes. They obviously own Columbus, yeah. but just for selfish reasons, I'd love to have the Browns here in Columbus. Can you imagine awesome. if the Browns played in the shoe? Oh, oh my gosh! Come on! Are you kidding me, though? Game over! Oh my amazing. god! See Columbus, um, go back then, to your river catching on fire, <laughs> or Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the thing for removing, I think, you know, if you talk to people that have lived in Columbus for a while, uh, it, it's the traffic and construction. I mean, it's a great thing because Columbus is rapidly growing, but I swear there is nowhere you can live. And if you're going a 15-minute destination to a restaurant to go shopping, anything, you cannot tell me you don't see a crane or orange barrels somewhere. <laughs> and it's just a pet peeve. It's It bothers me. Luckily, I don't hit a ton of traffic on my commute to work back and forth, but it's just, it's a constant thing, and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. But if that's the worst thing that's in Columbus, that's not not horrible. Because there's lots of cities with way worse traffic than we have. Oh, yeah, I've been there, buddy. Trust me. No question. Columbus is nothing. (laughs) Right, yeah. No question. So, yeah, those those are my two. Sean, I'm interested to hear if you got anything you would add or remove. Well, I mean, I he pretty much like if I could add anything, it'd be a professional sports team here. Not necess- it doesn't have to be the Browns, but like I feel like Columbus would own their own professional sports team. Like I feel like this is, I mean, I've been in the yeah, Columbus we have area, the and crew I've been in the, the jackets, but yeah. football, right, yeah. But, well, yeah, outside of yeah, yeah. football is what you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, and we're not talking like arena football. Correct. No, we already no. got that, and that's right. And we got the jackets, but I'm not a huge hockey fan. I'm gonna try and get into it with the show and everything. New season starting next week. But, Let's go jackets. Yeah, but I'm a. I mean, I follow the NBA and the NFL, so it'd be one of those two. Like, sure. I've been in the Cleveland area. I've been in Columbus area. Cleveland's not that much bigger, and it's not that much. No, I mean, yeah. The suburbs around Columbus, there's a. It's a lot more encompassing. So. Definitely no NFL team. If I was going to take something away, uh, it, it's a tough one. I don't know. I don't really think I have anything yet. I, I love everything about the city. So the tra- I can't say the traffic because, honestly, I lived in Hawaii where right. I, I can't even literally go yeah. five minutes down the road. Right. Or I'm five miles down the road. It took literally like a half an hour to five minutes. Yeah. So. I, I nothing sticks out to me as far as taking anything away. I think Columbus is a great city. Like I said in the first episode, this is where I wanted to be. So yeah. it's a great town. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Alright. I'm gonna start with what I'd remove. Okay. One way streets. Oh. You don't like the grid? Absolute garbage. Okay. But I I'm trying to get from here to here. Don't make me go up three streets down to come down four streets over to get back to my spot. Yeah, you let's gotta play just, checkers, bud. Let's go two lanes everywhere. Widen the houses, get get a little more space. <laughs> it's absolute travesty what they've done down there with the one-ways. I can't. I'm done with it. Oh, you're talking about like downtown? Downtown. Da- mm-hmm. Everywhere else. Give yep. me one-ways anywhere else, I'm fine with it. Downtown, though, the one-ways, 
way too That's much. a big reason. Yeah, I haven't been downtown oh, enough, but that's, I'd that's probably a, agree with that. I hate one. Drives me nuts. Get rid of them. Fair. Okay. What I'm adding, mm-hmm. give me the Nashville bar scene. Give me the live music. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just, I, we a have good a good, one. don't get me wrong, great bar scene here. Love that. Give me more up and down live music with people who you don't even know anything about. And then two years from now, they're Brantley Gilbert. Or whatever. You know what I mean? I dig that. That is... Nashville is awesome because of that. And I haven't been there in... I mean, I think I was there like two years ago, right before COVID. But that bar scene is so fun. Because you can go in, get your drinks, eat food. You got some random... Like, there's bands playing here, but it's not like... What and do you want to do? Go to Scully's and building out like yeah. literally every right. song that you know right. in it's, Nashville yeah. too. It's and awesome. I'm just in Nashville. It's original stuff, or they're playing covers, but it's like they're their own band. If we had something like that in Columbus, it would just take us. Yeah, just yeah. sprinkle a little music in there. there I'm all go. about it. I love I'm it. All about That's it. That's a great one. It all looks right. like uh, there might be one more. Question yeah. here before we get to your favorite spots. Okay. Yeah, so I guess the last last question I had, and it's really for the listeners and, and for anyone trying to get into golf, because obviously this, we've done a huge segment on golf here. I think it's been amazingly interesting, is what would you guys, both of you, really recommend to anyone looking to get into golf from a beginner's perspective? What's some advice that you guys would have? Yeah, um... I think it would be, we kind of touched on a little bit, um, you know, just don't be in- intimidated by it. it it's, it's something that you get, get. Just go to the range, hit some balls, you know, try and find some buddies or coworkers, someone that is in the game that you can kind of create that relationship with. Family, doesn't matter. But, um, you know, it, golf's a funny thing because you can – hit your best round one day and turn around and and completely feel like you've never touched a club the next. So, but that's what gets you the golf bug. You know, you get the addiction of golf. So it's just, it's getting out there. It's, it's trying to, you know, really work on your game and, and create some relationships that you don't feel like you always have to be out there by yourself, you know, get some buddies that go out, even if you're not, you know, best players right now, just go out have a good time and, you'll be amazed how much fun it is and how you you want to be back the, the very next week. Yeah, you, I think that's spot on. Um, if there's any advice I would give, it would be get lessons because you would be shocked at the littlest of thing that you don't even know about because why would you be thinking about that? That somebody like Evan could pick out and just be like, hey, tweak this, and then you change it, and you're going to go, oh, this feels weird, but wow, that was yes. quite the result. So, so good point there. If, if you guys are listening, trying to pick up, you know, the, the game of golf, right? Do not just go to YouTube and look up, oh, my ball's going to the right. What should I do? That, those videos hurt people oh. more than they help. And people don't understand that because they think, oh, free video, that'll be me. That's not the case. There's so many small things in the in the swing in the game of golf that, you know, need tweaked that might not be in that video, and then you're just going down a rabbit hole and creating more bad habits. So, yes, to Kayla's point, that is phenomenal. Please take a lesson. It doesn't have to be a you know a summer long thing. Take a few just to get you know the basic fundamentals. And if you enjoy it and you want to keep getting better, 
you know, keep getting lessons. But yeah, definitely start with, with a handful of those for sure. And uh, after the lessons, once you get comfortable, my second thing would be take the time if you're willing to get new clubs. I mean, you can work with what you got. There's always that. I mean, if you take the time to get the lessons, like I said, which to me is priority number one, then you're going to get an understanding of what you're working with. But if you can, my step two would be get fitted for the right clubs because if you can take what you've gotten in those lessons and get fitted for some sticks that fit you correctly, that are meant for you to have the right shaft, the right grip, you know, all those things, that's going to even take your game to the next level. I, I'm sure, Sean, yeah. you can attest to... I can attest to really both of those points from these guys. So one, on the on the clubs, like Caleb said, I had a really old pair of clubs, went out and gotten fitted for a whole set of Callaways, and, I mean, I went... My drive increased by almost 50 yards a drive just from getting fitted for the right clubs and I was slicing it like crazy with my old clubs haven't had that issue since I got a new set so it, while you don't want to blame the equipment for any of your issues before there's definitely some clubs that from what I've learned take a little more skill and a little more fine-tuning to be successful with than what your current skill set may be at and the second one is definitely lessons wise I mean I've been out with Caleb a couple times now, more than a couple, but I mean, and he's not out there giving me golf lessons, but he's tweaked or given me a few pointers here and there, even just letting me use his angled irons when I didn't have any to to try some new shots and, and dip, you know, different small things that just tremendously affect your game if, if, if you're not aware of it. It's, it's really definitely worth it. I would recommend it both of those things to anyone yeah i mean it's shocking a great story sean only had a pitching wedge nothing below that so like okay we're we're around the greens right and poor sean is just trying to hit a regular chip with a pitching wedge Mm -hmm. and like this shot requires touch which he had but like the standard pitching wedge that comes with your set isn't it's not that you can't do it. It's just not the greatest for that. So I hand him my one of my 60-degree wedges, and I'm like, go back there, hit the same shot. He does it two feet from the hole instead of 18 feet. And I said, this is why you need these, and nobody – like, you don't think about that. Right. People think, oh, I'm really good at chipping with my 8-iron. Well, guess what? You're going to be – one foot away from the hole but you're on the fringe or something mm-hmm. your eight iron isn't doing you jack shit and you're in the rough what are you gonna do now bub or you're like, just off or, the green staring at a wall yeah. like you gave me the angled yeah. iron on one of the holes yeah at uh i think it was urbana yeah and it was literally there was a wall there that you have to hit it up over i wouldn't yeah. have it cleared that yeah, he, with his, he wasn't getting it over sure. and i was like take the 60 and just take a big swing at it boop pop sure. that thing right out and i was like Right. You have your 48-degree wedge. Sure, you can try to open it, as, yeah. but you're going to hit it on the leading edge or the sole, yeah. and it's just going to plummet right into the side of the bunker. Like, it's just one of those things, you know, if you take the time to, you know, get the right equipment, mm-hmm. it's going to change the game. For sure. Absolutely. All together. Yeah. All this new technology makes, makes the game easier, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right. Before we get to your favorite food brewery and things to do in columbus 
Give me a rundown real quick. Top three golf courses in the state. In the state? In the state. I know we're Columbus uncut, Mm -hmm. but Ohio is a hub of golf. Huge. There are great places here. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear, because I know you've played quite a few of them. Yeah. I want to hear your rundown, top three. Okay. Your favorite places. So I'm going to go Muirfield Village. Make sure they're in order. Yeah. Muirfield Village Golf Club. Number number one. one. Got it. Yep. I'm going to go golf club number two. Okay. And then I know Scioto, Double Eagle are, you know, Columbus area is still in the top 100. I'm going to go Camargo um, down towards the Cincinnati area. I loved playing it. I only played it once, but it was phenomenal. So those are those are my three in Ohio. Okay. There's tons, like I said, four top 100s in Columbus. There's Inverness up in Toledo. There's, you know, Camargo down there. So um, tons of good ones, tons of ones that aren't even top 100s. Right. But, um, yeah, those those would be my three in Ohio. Okay. I don't want to get crazy off topic here, but I was driving for work the other day, and I passed Kirtland CC, mm-hmm. and yeah. I know you went there a couple of years ago because we talked. I think yeah. we were together the night before you went, it's... and I drove right by it, and I just went, oh, my God. Yeah. See, I mean, you could do a whole other show. I was, was going to say course, just on it's like stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. like, ooh, yeah. yeah. I mean, trying to rank the courses here in Ohio. Oh would take a lot of time That's, because there's so many good sleeper courses that maybe don't get the big publicity. Right. But, yeah. I mean, That's when we're hoping one of these episodes we can get a guy like PB Die on oh, here yeah. with all of his, Ooh. like, courses that he's worked on, plus his dad, obviously. I mean, legendary right. shit. Like, right. If we could get him on here and just pick his brain about some places maybe we've never even heard of or talked about, like... That would be legendary. Sure. That'd be awesome. All right. So that's going to lead us into our poll question, which you can find on Twitter. I want you guys to vote on your favorite golf course in Central Ohio, whether you've been there, played there, um, which some of these places, I guess, maybe not everybody's been to, but I'm sure you can find a picture on Google or something. Mm -hmm. But. The poll question is, like I said, best golf course in Central Ohio. We got Mirfield Village Golf Club number one, Scioto Country Club number two, the golf club number three, and Double Eagle at number four. So we'll put that up on Twitter. That way you guys can vote on it and we can get a good idea. Um, I do want to circle back since I did just talk about the poll question. Last week's poll question, uh, favorite type of beer? IPA was the... Uh, the winner there, I think it had 79% mm, of the solid. votes yeah. were on IPA. I did vote for Kolsch. Oh. So I was not the one that voted for IPA. Yeah. There, I think there was like 10 or 12 people that voted. So there's more than just one. But yeah, so just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. To cap us off here, Evan, give me your top three favorite food spots. Okay. Top three breweries. In Central Ohio, mm-hmm. and I'm going to switch it up a little bit on you here. Okay. Okay. Two favorite things that you like to do mm-hmm. in Central Ohio, and your last one, I want it to be like your favorite date place. Evan Ooh, recently okay. just got married for yep. uh, the audience out here, so yep. Yep. loves to take his girl out on dates. Sure. I want to hear his favorite Columbus date place. Okay. The so I'll start with food. Um, food, I'm eating three different things uh there's tommy's pizza it's my favorite pizza in columbus 
loved it since college. Just my go-to. Uh, Barrio Condado, kind of same thing for me. Love tacos, love Mexican. Um, and then Filio, it's here in, in Grandview and Upper Arlington. It's Cassie's favorite restaurant. That, that is a good date night for us. Um, good Italian spot. We love going there for food. Uh, breweries, I'm going to go Land Grant, Seventh Son, and then technically not a brewery, but Ohio Tap Room. It's in Grandview. Legendary it's spot. my go-to. I mean, probably my favorite place to go and drink a beer honestly mm-hmm. it's never really busy but they have tons of great local beer all on draft and just a nice little secluded kind of cool spot to go hang out and drink a beer the growler fill up there oh is so sick yeah Sean, you can we, take your dog there i mean go. it's it's we need to go take a trip it's the best yeah, yeah definitely Three of us are taking a trip in the next couple of weeks yeah here. um and then things to do um, I'm doing two and a date. Right? Two things you like to do, okay. and then favorite date. Okay, so two things I like to do would be obviously golfing anywhere in, in Columbus because there are so many phenomenal courses, um, and then any of the sporting events. You know, you got Clippers, you got Blue Jackets, you got Crews, you got Ohio State. You, I mean, we're kind of spoiled here, um, so those would be my my two personal things. Um, and then as far as a date would go. Um, you know, I guess I would go back to Filio. Um, you know, there's there's small things that you can go do. Like we just did the 614 Nightlife. I think that was what it was. Night Light, maybe. Okay. Um, and that was where you went to kind of downtown. Uh, they put up a big projector. Um, There's food trucks, you know, beer all over the place. And we went and watched Billy Madison. So, like, small little things like that, um, you know, that just kind of create a little memory. doesn't have to be crazy expensive. But, um, yeah, that, that would be my go-to. All right. Well, we'd like to thank everyone for joining us for the second episode of Columbus Uncut Podcast. We had Evan Hartnett, our first guest here tonight. Uh, we hope everyone stuck with us. It was a long one, but I i mean, some of the greatest golf information I've gained here in the past, in a while. So uh, we're glad everyone could join us. Please uh, make sure you follow us on our social media we got twitter columbus underscore uncut and we have instagram as well columbus underscore uncut from the on there you'll be able to see the picture of the beer that we of the night that we had the anger oktoberfest martin and you'll be able to see a picture of us as well in case you're wondering what all of us look like so Anyways, we look forward to seeing everyone next week. Thanks for joining us this week, and we hope that everyone has a great weekend. Says she tired of little money, need a big boy. Pull up 20 inch blades like I'm Lil Troy. Now it's everybody flocking, need a decoy. Shorty mixing up the vodka with the leak coin.